This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. November is Pancreatic Cancer Awareness Month, and awareness is sorely needed. As some of you know by now, it is the only major cancer with survival rates still in the single digits, and I am one of the very few lucky very lucky survivors. Survival rate is now up to 8%, according to the Canadian Cancer Society. And that means out of 100 people diagnosed, eight will be alive five years later. And since my diagnosis nine years ago, scientists have been researching my case to try to nail down the scientific explanation of my good fortune. And so with some of that updated information. We've updated my documentary, Cancer Saved My Life. Have a listen. I've had a steady schedule of CT scans, MRIs, and other tests ever since I was diagnosed with breast cancer in 2006. That's when I found out that I carry a cancer-causing genetic mutation. resident in Emerge, you know, tells me I have pancreatic cancer. We have patients who die within a few weeks of this diagnosis. We concluded at the time that it was inoperable. The thing about cancer, of course, is that it strikes families. So gaunt and skinny, basically a skeleton. So that was kind of frightening, I must say. Well, uh, if you want to hear the rest of it, it's on tomorrow at 9 on Vision TV. That is 60 on Rogers and 11.61 on Bell. But right now we have Dr. Stephen Gallinger. He is a renowned surgical oncologist and a clinician scientist. He's head of the hepatobiliary surgery at the University Health Network. He also has a very busy lab at the Ontario Institute for Cancer Research. He's my doctor. He gave me the life-saving operation. And we also have Michelle Capobianco, who is the executive director of Pancreatic Cancer Canada. Thank you both for joining us. Welcome. Thanks very much. Good to be here. Thanks, Libby. Okay. Uh, so, Dr. Gallinger, um, the survival rate for pancreatic cancer is still low, and while there has been progress, we haven't seen as much progress as we have in other cancers. Why is that? Uh, it's a great question. You're right. The survival rate is still less than 10%, and the... Uh, improved or the, the slope of the improvement is pretty flat compared to others. I still think it's a lot of it has to do with a lack of understanding at the basic scientific level. And in some cases, access, is, access to uh, new and interesting drugs, but still very much a basic science understanding of why this disease behaves this way. 
But with all, all the negativity, I do think there are reasons for optimism. Okay. Um, and Michelle, um, there also isn't that much awareness of the disease. Uh, you know, one of the things that people always say is, is that, you know, the symptoms, the things that happen to you um, could be almost anything. So what are the symptoms that people should be aware of uh, where they should think of pancreatic cancer? Yeah, you're right, Libby. They are things that we often just assume are something else going on in our life or something that's just not that serious that we need to get to a doctor. So pain in the upper abdomen or back, specifically between the shoulder blades, uh, certainly jaundice, turning jaundice, changes in stool color, overall skin itch, uh, diabetes that's coming on later in life, and a, and a loss of appetite and unintended significant weight loss. Those are the things that people really need to be concerned about and to draw to their GP's attention that there's more than just one that you're now getting into sort of common pancreatic cancer symptoms, signs and symptoms, and that you probably need a referral. Okay. Um, Dr. Gallinger, is there anything you want to add to that in terms of what people should be aware of? No, I think uh, Michelle summarized it well. And as she said, a lot of the symptoms are nonspecific. And uh, you might think you're a hypochondriac, and then uh, you might actually be ignoring symptoms. So I think both are problems. The average family doctor will only see one or two cases a year. So they need to be sort of on the lookout or somewhere in the back of their heads. And family doctors are inundated with lots of stories and symptoms. So it kind of requires both the public and the medical community to improve their uh, awareness, uh, as Michelle said, and I think to understand that these symptoms are often nonspecific. It could be simply 10 or 15 pound unintended weight loss, uh, as Michelle said. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, it's interesting. Uh, I knew something was wrong when I lost like two or three pounds just yeah. because I knew my body wasn't, wasn't, would normally not have lost that weight. That's right. So um, it is something, and it, it's, it's also interesting because for a lot of people, weight loss is considered a good thing, so you don't necessarily question it. Yeah. Um, M- Michelle, what is the level of awareness of pancreatic cancer now? It is actually still quite low. The majority of Canadians still don't know, so fewer than 50% know that pancreatic cancer is usually fatal. They are assuming that we are receiving the, the correct level of funding, that pancreatic cancer research assumes that it gets the correct level of funding, and it doesn't. So the awareness is still quite low, and that is partly due because there are not enough people like yourself. There are just not enough survivors who are bringing awareness to the disease and talking about it. Okay. Um, let me give out the numbers again uh, if people have questions because we have uh, two very expert people here. We have Dr. Stephen Gallinger, who is a renowned surgical oncologist and clinician clinician scientist who researches pancreatic cancer. Also, my doctor and Michelle Capobianco, who is the executive director of Pancreatic Cancer Canada. The number is 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And uh, Michelle, since you mentioned me, uh, Dr. Gallinger, let's talk about me. Uh, So... um, uh, since my, uh, I would say, miraculous recovery, researchers have been working on, on slices of my tumor. Uh, but uh, recently you sequenced the whole genome of my tumor, and uh, I guess you found some interesting things there. Yeah, and I think we, we might have elaborated on in, 
in your uh, in the documentary. The um, we knew then, meaning what is it, ten years ago? Um, nine. Nine, and uh, we've known since then, and certainly made a lot of new observations related to this subtype of pancreas cancer caused by BRCA mutations, something that had been, has been appreciated for at least 20 or 30 years. And most people in the public know about the BRCA gene in the context of breast cancer and ovary cancer, but it also causes many other cancers, including pancreas cancer. And what was particularly interesting about and unique and life-saving, I guess, in your case, is the fact that these cancers look different than the others, at least at the genetic level, and they respond differently to drugs and chemotherapies uh, than the others. So it's this concept of personalized medicine, meaning understanding that not all the cases are the same. And uh, as you, you're asking about the specific features of your tumor, when we sequenced uh, your tumor, which was actually growing uh, in some mouse models, uh, it does have these uh, really interesting changes in the DNA that we call DSBR or double-strand break repair, which is the subset of tumors, 5 or 10% of pancreas cancer, that's very different. And yours had a very striking uh, pattern, meaning it's kind of like the poster child of DSBR pancreas cancers. I, we, I think we're getting before? a little complicated. I mean, my m mine had a lot of sort of uh, weird mutations in yeah. it, right? Yeah, and that that's this pattern. This pattern, I call it DSBR, not to complicate, but we have to call it something so we can communicate with each other in science, uh, is a pattern that is seen in hereditary breast cancer and in ov hereditary ovary cancer and in these pancreas tumors. So it's a very similar pattern that scientists have noticed. Mm -hmm. and, and the bottom line, uh, for me anyway, is that um, it responds to drugs right. where other people don't, correct? Right. I mean, these are the, some of the standard drugs we use. We see some what are called exceptional responders, and you would be considered an exceptional responder. And then even since your diagnosis, there's even uh, tar what's called targeted therapy, it's not even chemotherapy. It's more of a, what we call a biologic therapy, which is targeting that mutational pattern that we see in your tumor and others with the same uh, type of, of genetic uh, basis behind the tumor, which is the BRCA gene. Okay, but most, most uh, pancreatic cancer is not that, Michelle, so I guess uh, right. we have to advocate for more research for the others, correct? We absolutely do, and that is what we want to really get across to Canadians when we look at the incredible strides that breast cancer has been able to make in the last 40 years, we need to look at following that model. Over 40% of Canadians say that they give to breast cancer research, and if we can get a number similar to that to also give for pancreatic cancer, we can really change the mortality rates. Uh, would you agree with that, Dr. Gallinger? Yeah, I think that uh, it's sort of a combination of approaches from advocacy to research funding and following models of other successful organizations. So, sure, I agree with it. Okay, let's uh, take a call from Ida in Mississauga. Hi, Ida. Hi. Hi. Uh, hi, everybody. Go on. Go ahead. You're on the air. He um, did have Dr. Gallinger as one of my last doctors. I was uh, diagnosed with pancreatic cancer at, um, I can say, Humber River Hospital because I understand it's now torn down. <laughs> um, but um, 
I had lost 45 pounds. Wow, that's uh, a lot of weight. Well, you know, like I was a size 6, 7. I went down to a size 0, 2. Okay. So, you know, to put things in perspective, but I was just throwing up constantly. I mean, 30 hours at a time. Wow. Like every, every hour. I would drink water. I would throw up. And you were diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. What did you well, actually what have? What happened is, it, it, it just—I was just ill all the time. And finally, you know, um, my kids took me into the doctor and said, "Here, like, deal with her," kind of thing. And um, he arranged for me to go into the hospital. And spent a, I spent a total of two months, you know, a week in, two weeks, a week out, three weeks in, a week out, blah, blah, blah. Um, then they operated on me. They cut me from stem to stern as if I was having a bypass, mm-hmm. a heart bypass. And, and uh, so what were you diagnosed with? Well, they said, and here's the stupid part, they sent a biopsy of the um, head of the um, uh, pancreas, Mm -hmm. and it came back, like, while I was on the operating table and out and uh, whatever, and they sent it out to have it biopsied, and um, they said, no, it's... Uh, or it came back negative, but I think the doctor still thought I had pancreatic cancer because he stitched me up. He did do a stomach bypass on me so I could at least eat, but he stitched me up, and I guess he said, well, she's dead, so why do anything further? Well, obviously uh, you're not dead, Ida. <laughs> Thanks for your call. Um uh, I guess it's a, it's a difficult disease, and um, people who are not specialists can have trouble diagnosing it, right, Dr. Gallinger? Yeah, it's, it's everybody. It's misdiagnosis, either under or over diagnosing, is uh, it's a problem. Uh, you know, missing the diagnosis or even a negative biopsy happens. It's a challenging area to access to oh, obtain tissue. Right. So you're saying that sometimes the biopsy is wrong. Sometimes it's not wrong, but it's uh, it's, ne- it's a negative, what we call false negative, meaning there's a tumor or a mass. The radio, it, there's it, tissue that's being looked at. We don't see the cancer, but it, it's not unusual to have to do it two or three times. Yeah, and those biopsies are not yeah. fun. <laughs> no, they, they're not necessarily fun. There's different ways of obtaining the tissue, but it's it's a tricky area because it's deep in the back of the abdomen. Okay, uh, Michelle and Dr. Gallinger, uh, can you hold on? We have to take another very quick break and we will come back and talk a little bit more about pancreatic cancer and Pancreatic Cancer Awareness Month. We'll be right back. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Um, as we uh, start to wrap up our discussion on Pancreatic Cancer Awareness Month, we want to leave people with a little bit of hope. So, Dr. Gallinger, 
We've made advances in certain kinds of pancreatic cancer, like the one that I have. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, the the five-year survival hasn't moved that much, but people are living longer, right? Yeah, that's true. The uh, it's a good point. The uh, you're at the ultimate. The um, they're they're living a little better and longer, uh, meaning the response rates to chemotherapy are higher than they were 10, 15 years ago with some new chemotherapy. The challenge is really to give the chemotherapy give chemotherapy to those who will benefit the most, and that's where I think the notion of molecular profiling or personalized medicine comes into play, and this is being work that's being done here in Toronto and other places around the world to try to identify the right patients for the right uh, drugs. And then there's a lot of good basic science that's leading to some advances in even in using, uh, taking advantage of some of these new approaches like immunotherapy, for example. So overall, I would agree with you that we have a long way to go, but we are making uh, significant progress, I think, in the past uh, few years. And I'm hoping to see that accelerated in the next uh, five to 10 years. Okay. And Michelle, in 30 seconds, what would you like to leave our listeners with? I would like to tell them that Dr. Gallinger is being quite humble. He is uh, the chair of our pancreatic oncology network, which is making sure that scientists right across the country are sharing and there will be no duplications in the research and that we really need to support the work that he and his colleagues are doing. Okay. And uh, yes, uh, Pancreatic Cancer Canada is a great organization and uh, check it out online. Also, uh, please check out the special encore presentation of my documentary, Cancer Saved My Life, tomorrow night, Tuesday, November 14th at 9 p.m., Vision TV, which is Rogers 60, Bell 1161 and Bell 512 13. And thank you both so much to Dr. Stephen Gallinger and Michelle Capobianco. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Okay. And uh, that's all the time we have for Fight Back for today. And we now break for traffic and news. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.